Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Let's wrap up the week by bringing you all of the happenings from across the St. Louis region today in the STL All Local. Our top local story on this Friday, June 9th. It seems to be a pretty cut and dried case under the law. That's Republican political strategist John Hancock on KMOX reacting to news of Donald Trump's 37-count federal indictment on the retention of classified documents and obstruction. Hancock says, look at what the documents contained. The U.S.'s vulnerabilities to attack, the vulnerabilities of our allies to attack, those there's a reason why those things are classified that you don't want them out and about and anybody to see them i mean those are some of the most deeply held secrets in the united states for a reason you don't want china to know what our vulnerabilities for attack are uh you don't want anybody to know so we're not talking about you know love letters from ken jong-un here we're talking about the very highest classified documents in possession of the United States of America that he had at a resort in Florida and moved them around from room to room so as to avoid turning them back over to the National Archives. That's what we're talking about. Former President Trump will appear in a Miami federal courtroom on Tuesday afternoon next week. A major corporation opens its new headquarters in Clayton and the mayor is boasting that it happened without tax breaks. This is Kevin Colleen as they cut the ribbon for Emerson's new headquarters here in a new building at the corner of Forsyth and Brentwood. There will be 400 employees working here, and the mayor of Clayton says that there were no tax incentives to get Emerson to come to Clayton. Our secret is we have an amazing community here. You know, we have this very beautiful, robust downtown. So are you to the point now where any new deals are, are done at the developer's expense, there's no tax breaks on the table? Absolutely. Been that way for a while. Here comes the water. Thousands of gallons of brown, muddy water came rushing across a South St. Louis street, Donovan, just south of Chippewa, after a water main break. Donna Cox works at the Tomboy, the Legrand's Market, where the water was at her front curb. It's making us very nervous right now. It's a little too close for comfort. Have you checked the basement? Yes, we are keeping an eye on the basement. We're keeping an eye on all of our foundation, hoping that it doesn't get any closer than it is already. A spokesperson for the mayor showed up using the occasion to lobby for passage of a water rate hike before the Board of Aldermen. The average residential customer would pay another $120 a year under the plan, which backers say is needed to fix aging pipes. They cite more than 60 water main breaks in the city since October of last year. I'm Sean Michael Lyle. Today's water main break in South St. Louis has prompted a boil water advisory for several neighborhoods. The city's advising residents of Bevo Mill, Boulevard Heights, Caradolet, Dutchtown, Holly Hills, Mount Pleasant, and Lindenwood Park to boil water for drinking or cooking. The advisory is expected to remain in effect at least through much of Saturday and possibly into Sunday. A push to unionize marijuana dispensaries continues as workers at Terabis Dispensary and Creve Corps file a petition for a union vote. United Food and Commercial Workers Local 655 President David Cooks notes that cannabis is a multi-billion dollar industry and employees want a piece of the pie. The petition for a union election at Terabis was submitted today to the National Labor Relations Board. Inform your decision. Election news.
Williams. One day after he got a challenger, a Missouri Democrat gets a boost. Lucas Kuntz, who's running against Republican incumbent U.S. Senator Josh Hawley, got a primary challenger this week in St. Louis County prosecuting attorney Wesley Bell. The same day, Kuntz got a big union endorsement from the Missouri AFL-CIO. There were questions about whether the union might have remorse endorsing before there was a choice. Well, the AFL-CIO reiterates its support for Kuntz, saying he is, quote, the candidate who is ready to lead a statewide movement that will help elect pro-worker candidates up and down the ballot, close quote. Kuntz has also been endorsed by United Food and Commercial Workers Local 655 and the Missouri State Council of Firefighters. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. A former leader of both the Missouri House and Senate has died. Ron Richard was 75 and died this morning. A cause has not been released. Richard was a Republican from Joplin who ran his family's bowling alley equipment company. He led the House as Speaker from 2009 to 11 and was Senate President from 2015 to 19. The KMOX business desk, Dot Foods, is moving its convention from St. Louis to Denver over concerns about downtown crime. The Business Journal reports about 2,300 people are still set to attend this year's event at the America Center from June 13th through the 15th, but Dot Foods has decided to move the annual meeting to Colorado in 2024 and 25. Dot is a food logistics company based in Mount Sterling, Illinois, with an office in Chesterfield. As the news continues on KMOX. I've been instructed that we need to get the ribbon as close to this part as possible. A ribbon cutting in downtown Clayton for the new Emerson headquarters, which will be home to some 400 workers. Clayton Mayor Michelle Harris was there and talked with KMOX's Kevin Colleen about what it means. You know, the thing that, congratulations, another good get. The thing that leaped out to me is Clayton is able to swing these deals without any tax breaks. What's your yes. secret? Our secret is we have an amazing community here. You know, we have this very beautiful, robust downtown. Um, I think we have a community that has a lot of amenities, you know, parks and um, other things, great restaurants, great hotels. It's just a great place to be headquartered. What's the business population and residential population of Clayton on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, thank you. Um, the, the population is really, we're, we're 17,000 people total. live in Clayton, yeah. total. Um, we, so that's the, the residential. When, um, we I guess another way to put it, excuse me, is how many yeah, workers yeah, show up in your yeah, business yeah. district every day? Well, on a, on a normal day, about 50,000. That's tremendous. Yeah, so I think, you know. That's a lot of sales tax. Well, that's if a lot they, of parking tickets. If they go out, if, yeah, if they go out to eat. You know, and all that, yes. And so we want to encourage that. I guess yes. I just want to ask you this last question. As you as you look at the dazzling growth of downtown Clayton, okay, I mean, buildings are going up as we speak. How far can it go? Well, that's a great question that many of my residents are asking. I think the key to that is balance. And so we want to have the right balance, but cities need to grow in order to survive and to flourish. And without that additional property, property value improvement, um, city and, and change and new energy cities, cities will just not do well. And so we, we believe that we're on the right path for Clayton. A lot, of, a lot of the new building is residential too. So that gets more density in our downtown, which supports our retail and makes us a more vibrant community. So are you to the point now where any new deals are, are done at the developer's expense? There's no tax breaks on the table? Absolutely, been that way for a while. Yes. That's tremendous. Yes. <laughs> You're the envy of the region. Thank you, Mayor.
Have a good day. Nice to meet you. All right, so the new Emerson headquarters in Clayton. What happens to their former campus in Ferguson? Well, it's part of the Climate Technology spinoff, a new independent company that's called Copeland. And I talked today with CEO Ross Schuster. In the air conditioning industry, uh, my bet would be that if you or any of uh, your listeners opened up your residential air conditioning unit, um, the statistics would say that you're more likely than not to find a Copeland compressor at the center of that air conditioning unit. Um, in refrigeration, if you walked into a supermarket, the odds would say that you're more than likely to be um, uh, influenced and impacted by our refrigeration controls and refrigeration compression. Um, in the U.S., as an example, um, our controls and compression equipment can be found in two-thirds of the supermarkets. And then um, you know, more broadly in refrigeration, our monitoring and compression technologies help ensure food transportation around the world. In fact, we monitor 1.6 million marine shipments, marine refrigerated shipments and over three, per year, and over three and a half million over the road refrigerated uh, movements. So not a household name yet, but all around us every day. A household name that people might recognize, I uh, I can remember a few years ago uh, covering a hackathon there uh, at uh, what was the Emerson campus in Ferguson for uh, the Sensi thermostat software team. Is that uh, that's something that consumers might recognize? They might have that brand name in their hallways. Is that a part of Copeland? Very good point. So the company name is Copeland, and I can talk about how we came to, to naming the business Copeland. Uh, but within the business, there's a number of other brands, to your point, uh, very well-known Sensi brand. Um, we also have the White Rogers brand, which is reasonably well-known. As we continue, more of my conversation on the Quiver River Electric Guest Line with the new CEO of Copeland, which is a new company that's based at the former Emerson campus now in Ferguson. It's the spinoff of Emerson's Climate Technologies Division. Copeland CEO Ross Schuster. Why is the St. Louis region, specifically uh, St. Louis County and the municipality of Ferguson, why is it the best place for your world headquarters? Well, let me talk about um, our business. Um, and also, I'll bring a little bit about my personal background as well. So uh, globally, uh, the Copeland business employs over 18,000 people. Um, so we truly are a global business. Um, in the St. Louis area, we employ uh, somewhere in the neighborhood between three and 400 people. That number is growing as we we add people to become a fully standalone business. And so while the number of people we employ in St. Louis is relatively small in compared to the 18,000 people we employ around the world, those individuals are critical to our operation. Um, they include individuals in human resources, individuals in finance, IT, and other functions which support the overall 18,000 people around the world. Um, so a small workforce, relatively speaking, but critical to our operations. Um, when we look at an area to be in, um, in any area around the world, you know, a couple of things stand out for us. And, and one is, uh, and primarily, our ability to retain and attract the right type of workforce. Um, and, you know, I've only been here living as a resident in uh, the St. Louis area for just over a week. So I'm new to the area. Um, but what I have observed is a couple of things. I've observed within our organization, very talented people um, locally. So that's a positive. I've observed uh, a very good community, which is obviously important in terms of attracting and retaining people. Um, so my experience over, although relatively short in St. Louis has been very positive. And I've also, uh, it's also important and I've taken note of here is uh, the universities and the universities that are around this area 
provide a feeder system into, uh, into our team um, as we can take higher people out of university and develop them um, and make them uh, you know, a, a part of our team. So I think it has all those ingredients, good talent, ability to, to attract and retain, as well as the um, you know, a feeder from the universities. And I think all of our jobs is, uh, as people living in this area is to, uh, to promote um, St. Louis. I think it's, uh, it's one of those area, cities that may not be as well known or, um, around the world or even around the country. Uh, but like I said, I've been here for, uh, for a couple of weeks now and I've been impressed with the community. The new CEO of the new company, Copeland, they may have made your thermostat if you have a Sensi or a White Rogers, or they probably made the parts inside of your air conditioner based at the Emerson campus in Ferguson. Lesbian, gay, and bisexual people are more than twice as likely to experience suicidal thoughts compared to heterosexual people. Correspondent Michael George. A study published in Social Psychiatry and Psychiatric Epidemiology surveyed 10,000 adults and found lesbian, gay, and bisexual individuals were also more likely to experience depression and anxiety. Researchers say discrimination and bullying are likely at least partly to blame. Time for a whole nother story with Kevin Colleen. Well, tonight Kevin tests our knowledge of the bird calls we hear in our backyards. We've been sleeping with the windows open, so we hear a lot of this bird. Can you guess it? It's a blue jay. They always seem to be sounding the alarm about something. Here's another one you hear a lot around St. Louis. The Cardinal. My mother taught me when I was a boy that if you imitate a Cardinal's whistle when one is nearby, it will answer back to you on and on as long as you want. How about this one? Those are robins, the brown-breasted worm eaters. Their melodies are all over the chart like Dizzy Gillespie. Here's another bird that you hear in the yard, sometimes made famous by Alfred Hitchcock. A crow, a big black one. We can't leave this bird out. It's a tough one. Here's a clue. How old were you when you got your first gun at this? 13 or 14. I remember when my daddy gave me that gun. He told me that I should never point at anything in the house and that he'd rather I'd shoot at tin cans in the backyard. But he said that sooner or later he supposed the temptation to go after birds would be too much and that I could shoot all the blue jays I wanted if I could hit them. But to remember, it was a sin to kill a mockingbird. Why? Well, I reckon because mockingbirds don't do anything but make music for us to enjoy. Don't need people's gardens. Don't nest in the corn cribs. They don't do one thing but just sing their hearts out for us. With a whole other story, I'm Kevin Killeen.
Let's pick your own time this weekend for a very limited crop, black raspberries. Eckert's Farm in Belleville says they're also known as black caps or thimbleberries, and they're hard to find at the grocery store. They're often confused with blackberries, but taste more fruity and less tart. Blackberries should be ready to pick by mid-June. The party is downtown tonight. It's the second annual City Social Summer Block Party on Washington Avenue between Tucker and 14th Street. The party includes live music, a DJ, and food and drink from surrounding restaurants. It's sponsored by Greater St. Louis Inc. Thank you for tuning in this week. You can subscribe, stay up to date on any podcast app. Just search for STL All Local.